You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, and welcome to episode 236 of the Soul Forge Podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everybody, it's Sean back at you with another new and exciting episode of Soul Forge. Are you ready? Are you excited? Of course you are. Today, I have a guest for you, which I know that you all love to have. I got my friend here, Nathan. We're at his house, so I'm going to introduce Nathan to you guys. Hi, I'm Nathan. It's nice to finally be here with you, Sean. We've been talking about it a while there. It's nice to actually sit down and be able to do a podcast. Right. Absolutely. It's difficult with COVID and uh, life and all kinds of stuff. Uh, so we're in your basement, your uh, collector's haven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the sound is going to be like because mm-hmm. we've never recorded in this spot before. So mm-hmm. listeners, if it's a little bit echoey or dead or whatever, just ignore that and uh, next week it'll be different. So <laughs> there you go, because every week is different. Uh, so what we're doing is we're going to talk a little bit about Nathan's uh, collecting history and also... He's interested in starting his own podcast, so we might touch on that as well. Tell me how long you have been a collector of things for. Well, I think I've been a collector of things for the vast majority of my life. I've always enjoyed having my toys, watching my Saturday morning cartoons and all that. It was always just nice to have the tangible toy to play with of the things that you imagine seeing on TV. Um, I didn't get to keep a lot of my collection as a kid. So probably in my early 20s, I started recollecting a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of the times maybe jumping a little bit too fast on stuff, paying a little bit too much for some stuff. But definitely, I would say uh, the recollecting and starting of my adult life probably started in my 20s when I started having a little bit more money, a little bit better jobs, and and being able to have some of the time and the means to, to look for it there eBay was definitely an early uh, start to be able to oh, yes. to help and find and collect and all that. It's just nice to have so many more avenues and venues there now to to do collecting and get out there and find stuff. So yeah, that actually sounds a lot like my story too, because mm-hmm. I've been a collector since before I have active memory of collecting. Mm-hmm. So probably same with you. Yep, absolutely. Okay, and you're how old? Uh, now I am forty one. So definitely a big fan of the stuff from the uh, the 80s and early 90s to even the, the late 90s there. And sometimes uh, I'll go for whatever just kind of makes me smile. And then afterwards, I'm like, I don't know why the heck I actually bought that, but I'm going to keep it anyways. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we are pretty similar in age. I'm 45, so I knew we were close. Uh, so my biggest fandom, of course, uh, growing up as a kid, was Thundercats. Mm-hmm. You're into that. Oh, absolutely. I uh, just started to uh, to find uh, a lot of the old Thundercats there. My collection's probably doubled, maybe quadrupled in the last year. Only putting me up to maybe eight to ten figures of them there, but that, that's not bad. You, 
you got to keep it slow and find the, the right price for them. But uh, definitely going back to the Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon or sometimes after school cartoons there, Thundercats was one that definitely just kind of entranced me and something that I watched and hearing the old uh, theme music that was almost like glued right to the TV right away. So. Oh, for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. That's right. Now, you and I have known each other, what, since 2006? Uh, probably about then there. I think uh, we worked together at uh, Home Depot. Yeah. And I started there right from uh, the beginning of uh, yeah, we both, it in town. We opened it together. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. I was there for a year and you were there for about 10 years. Oh, yeah. I did uh, I did a good 10-year stint there. I put my time in there. So. Mm-hmm. But I think we bonded right away mm-hmm. because I saw that you had a, a Colossus tattoo. Yeah. And I'm like... I've got a bishop tattoo, mm-hmm. so we, we bonded over that. Yeah, er, early X-Men team-up, that's for that, sure. That's so. <laughs> it, that's it. And then we talked about toys from time to time and randomly and all that kind of good stuff. And yeah. Had a barbecue at your house one time. We haven't hung out a lot, but mm-hmm. it's it's sporadic and random. Which... Oh, yeah. So just it's a smaller town there. You definitely uh, come across people with uh, similar likes and interests and all that there. And uh, sometimes it's a little bit harder to defined there but when once you do there you definitely always have the the cross paths there when you get those interests exactly and that's what it's all about mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who look at you like you're in your 40s dude why are you collecting stuff yeah toys yeah what's wrong with you mm-hmm. you get that a lot uh i get that a lot there there's times where if uh people uh well, not necessarily give me a hard time about it or wonder and all that there i just push them back on the things that they might uh collect or do or whatever and all that there mm-hmm. everyone has different hobbies different passions and all that too and uh what i might not do that would kind of seem like a painstaking task to me others might absolutely enjoy so just be open-minded and do your own thing and if somebody doesn't like what i do that's okay i got an all in my house i'll sit back and enjoy and you do your thing good advice mm-hmm. good advice because as you were saying before we started recording mm-hmm. In their own way, everybody's a collector of things. Yes. Whether it's photographs of fancy trips they've taken, mm-hmm. uh, it's power tools for the car that they're working on. Yeah. You name it. There's there's a collector yeah. in everybody. Yeah, there's definitely a collector in everybody. It's just whatever you like, whatever your passion is and all that, you're collecting and spending your time on something that you enjoy doing. That's right. And mm-hmm. not hurting anybody. Nope. Well, hopefully that's not their pastime. Well, no. There, there are some bad guys out there, but uh, actually that might be an interesting episode one day. Yeah. <laughs> Find some bad guy who just hurts people and let me talk to you about your life and why you're such a miserable person. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, but, there uh, might be bars involved in that interview. But that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. I, yeah, I don't think I will, but <laughs> it's an idea. Uh, so one of the things that fascinates me about your uh, collecting... Um, mm-hmm. my uh, Just my collection little bit of uh, ADD collecting there all over the place I guess that's what I'm trying to get at <laughs> uh, you're, you're collecting passion D- diversity your, your, and... your habits yeah. uh, every month you switch out the collection for a new thing on display yes and how did you come up with that idea uh, actually it was just since uh, just recently in the last year moved got a new house uh, I've always had a lot of my stuff packed up oh, I can um, wait. And I was like, you know what? I really want to display it. When, when I move to the new place, I'm going to have change my habits, do something different. So what I did when I was here, I'm like, well, I'm going to put all my stuff out. And I was starting to put all my stuff out. And I'm like, holy crap. I cannot put all my stuff out. My house is going to look like a garage sale. <laughs> right. And I've seen some people and it's absolutely marvelous and all that. But it's just not what I want. I want my home to be a home for my family and other people have guests over and all that. I mm-hmm. want to have my spot for sure, but I, I want it to feel like a home, not 
my area, taking over everything. Yeah. So what I do is my basement's kind of like my little cave. Every month I have a different display. Um, so rather than having everything all over the place, I have my areas where I display everything. I can kind of change it out, which if you end up being up into serious collecting, is kind of a good thing. It gives you a chance to clean monthly. Yes, that's important. Uh, a lot of the times when you forget dust, damage, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Proper storage, if you have stuff in packages, can do a lot of damage. Cost you a lot of money uh-huh. uh, if you're trying to turn dollar on a lot of this stuff. There, you really need to to put some maintenance in your collections there to be able to turn a profit, or if it's just a trade or collector, just to keep everything in better condition for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just a little. It was a little bit of a pain to start off with changing everything over, but it's kind of nice now because it does help out in so many other aspects. And it kind of gives me a chance to get nostalgic and go through a lot of things and change things up from month to month. Yeah, no, that's that's good. And and the cleaning thing is a big thing, yeah. which which I kind of slack on because mm-hmm. the dust gets everywhere and it gets thick sometimes. Yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, a lot of the times there are plastics. Putting things in plastics, if need be, will keep a little bit of dust off. Mm-hmm. If you throw one of those little salt packets there, you can buy them in bulk. Uh, throw that in there. It'll keep condensation, anything like that out. Right. Um, a lot of this, don't put them a lot of stuff in cold storage. It's better actually room temperature. Yeah. Uh, you'll get your sun fade if you have a lot of stuff exposed or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you can actually get a lot of warping of cardboard. True. Depending on weather, whether it's too cold, too hot. And if you're trying to keep everything in pristine shape to be able to make either hundreds or even if it's just dollars or fingers crossed for it to sell someday. Yes. Then you want it in tip top shape. That's true. That's true. Uh, got a story about that from today actually i was going through some of my totes and i was like i want to put something else on my etsy shop mm-hmm. they got a lot of pop vinyls and some battlestar galactica and random turtles and stuff but uh going through the totes i found my box of heroes action figure from the tv show heroes remember yes uh, oh Siler and that. Yeah. save the cheerleader save mm-hmm. the world uh, so i found all those mm-hmm. full of dust they're still in the package. It's mm-hmm. plastic. It's easy to wipe off because it's not cardboard. Mm-hmm. It's pure plastic. So I, I put those up on the Etsy shop today. I forgot I even had these. Like I thought I had sold them years ago. Because mm-hmm. you, you got, like you said, so many things that you can't display at all and you forget what you have. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I want to know about you is how long does it take you to switch out your collection each month? A day, uh, a day an hour, a few days? Depending on how passionate I feel, uh, whether I'm working, whether I have a lot of adulting to do that uh, that month and all that, I've had some times where it does take me up to a week, but even if it does take me the week, I still have the full three weeks that it's on display, uh, just giving me a chance to, to rotate and all that there. I don't press it and feel that I need to get everything done the, right. the first day of the month. It gets done as early as possible. Because so. it's something you enjoy. It's something I enjoy there, but you get the the times where you get the old lazy factor there, and oh, you, yeah. you do want to just uh, take, a, take an easy day there if it's your first day off or only day off in quite a while there. So you just do what you do. That's right. That's right. You know what also you do? You listen to this promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. There are a lot of great podcasts that review Doctor Who episodes in order. The Earth Station Who podcast is not one of them. Just like the Doctor, we never know where or when we'll end up, but we'll have a lot of fun talking about it. From classic Who to new series and big finish, join the Earth Station Who crew wherever fine podcasts are found. Earth Station Who is a founding member of the ESO Network.
And wasn't that a great promo? It absolutely was. Or it will be once I put it in there. I would certainly imagine. Because I can't imagine it wouldn't be bad. So yeah. So let's uh, talk about some of the monthly things that you do. Like currently it's uh, January and you've got your gaming stuff on display. Yep. I started uh, the year off with gaming because nothing like uh, getting active and sitting down and doing nothing and playing a game when it's cold outside. So There you go. It's been cold. (laughs) Oh, it's been absolutely brutal. What was it, uh, minus 50 with the wind chill yesterday? Yep, uh, it was, and I don't think I spent uh, nearly a minute outside, so. Good for you, <laughs> that's important. Yeah, so just looking here at your at your display, you've got uh, Hero Clicks, and what was the other thing you called it? Mage Knight, it's another uh, click-based dial combat game. Uh, you roll the dice, and you ha- everybody has their own little stats and what they can do in their ranged attacks and different abilities so mm-hmm. it predecessed a little bit there i think early 2000s for the popularity of that one i don't think they actually make any more figures now but i have a large collection that can have anything from even the castles and dragons absolutely everything in the game is playable has a point value mm-hmm. if you want to sit down and play a, a 200 point game or if you want to make a massive tabletop game that would take you a whole summer to play and play 20,000 points there never got that deep in but I <laughs> but the options are endless but the options are absolutely endless you've got uh what your uh, your operation board game your mouse trap a few other different things like yeah, that yeah i got a few of those there of course there's absolutely uh, another game cupboard upstairs there those were just some of the nice color pop ones that i, I put up there mm-hmm. some of the classics that i liked as a kid there we have Mouse trap, which I don't know if anybody ever actually officially remembers the rules, but it was always fun to put together and play. Yes. Uh, operation, which is definitely more difficult there uh, if you have a few drinks. There. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, perfection. I tried to play that one last night, tried to complete it there. I was like, oh man, I think I completed this one as a kid. I think I was lying to myself. <laughs> I don't think I've ever completed it. I did it about 15 times in a row, and I think I got worse each time. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> but it, it gives you a chance to see what you have and, and relive that nostalgic period of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've got uh, Dungeons & Dragons uh, dice over there, and it uh, looks like manuals and monster manuals and yep, stuff. Yeah, all sorts of books there. I have everything from... Uh, some older editions there, the second edition, the third edition. Second editions where I started playing D&D and been playing it all the way up to uh, the most current editions. And it's just uh, nice to have all, all the books there and be able to play the game. Of course, you only need the, the really the one or two books to, to play. But yeah. anything else, once you get into it, there is kind of like anything else there. Just like Collector there, he, you got to have them all. Oh, of course you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Collect them all. So besides gaming, what are some of the other themes that you do monthly? Um, well, I have... I, it, the ones that I have separate is I do have the board gaming. Mm-hmm. I keep video gaming separate because okay. I classify it as two things. When people say they're a gamer, I, I'm a true gamer. I don't play a lot of video games. I do enjoy them, but I'll play any game. If somebody puts down Candyland, I'll play Candyland. Somebody says they want to play a video game, I'll try that with them. I'll try whatever. But I keep my collections for that one separate. So I have video game month, a board game month. I have a Marvel month of just all my different Marvel collectibles, Mm -hmm. uh, DC. I have an 80s theme, a 90s theme where I kind of go with the miscellaneous stuff that doesn't fall into... To Marvel because they've been all over the years. Same oh, yeah. with DC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have Ninja Turtles, I have a He-Man month, uh, I have Lego month that I do. I usually try and go out and do a build and and uh, get a, a few new pieces there to put in that collection for those months. And mm-hmm. so. so a lot of different random things. Oh, absolutely. A lot of different, probably too many different random things there, but oh, it keeps you. me busy and I enjoy it. <laughs> That's that's what it's all about. You got to enjoy it. Otherwise, what's the point? So is there anything that you're actively searching for? Like, is there a holy grail item that you've been looking for for years that you haven't gotten yet? Um, For years? I don't know. There's a lot of expensive items I would like to get. The holy grail for years. I, I don't know if there's anything per se that I would absolutely need to get. There's definitely... I would like to get those anchor pieces for, for each month. Like ones there where I was like, okay... That that's absolutely amazing. I have some anchor pieces and all that for some of those collections. Mm-hmm. Like I have the old Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain. Um, maybe something that would be nice to have, but it is ridiculously expensive. Is the uh, the Castle Eternia for for He Man? Oh, that yeah. that one is amazingly expensive. Even if you get repo parts and right. all that oh, there yeah. to put with it. Um, say October I one that I would like to get there but they're super expensive because I do a horror themed in October anything from my Ghostbuster toys to actual Halloween decorations all that kind of stuff I would love to get one of the the full-size gremlins Ooh, yes yes uh, they have the flashing gremlin and spike is the two big ones that they have. I believe they stand three feet tall. Oh, wow. Maybe three and a half, four feet tall, but they're about $500. That's that's a bit. That That is a bit, and that's not shipping either. And a lot of times when you're collecting, that's you find a spectacular deal on certain items, and you're like, yes, it was only $3. And then you see the shipping, and you're like, oh, for crap's sakes, the shipping's four times the value that of happens, whatever that, I just bought. That happens a lot, mm-hmm. especially on eBay. Yes. So speaking of that, mm-hmm. is that where you get most of your items from? Um, originally, yes. Like I said, that was kind of the only game in town right. eBay was. Oh, yes. Uh, now there is so many more options. Uh, Facebook itself. You could uh, find so many things, whether it be locally, a little bit of far or whatnot there, pay the shipping. eBay is a good one. Etsy, mm-hmm. definitely uh, within the last couple of years, has picked up its game, found a, a different one there. And also just... Word of mouth, finding the right collector, the right groups of people, yeah. knowing where to go and knowing whether there might be a fan expo or something of the sorts coming up. You kind of save your pennies and see what you're going to be able to to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to find a lot of rare things that you normally wouldn't have access to. That's true. But I kind of think kind of the, the name of the game on on the getting the more rare stuff or finding stuff now is weight. Wait, now, now, wait for the wait, better price, wait for the better price mm-hmm. nowadays is the, the best way to, to do it. Unless it's that really rare piece or something that you're willing to spend a little bit more on. Mm-hmm. If you get an unsure feeling, don't hop on it right away. That's right. So. And would you say that's your biggest piece of advice? Just wait? Just, the... just wait for the right time and all that there. Don't break your bank. If you regret it, because you will get buyer's regret for sure. I have spent... Oh, me too. More than my fair share on a lot of stuff, and I've got it, and I'm like, yes. And then I look at it the next day, and I'm like, no. I should not have done I this. should not have done that mm. there. I am glad. I am happy I have it. I'm not going to get rid of it now. Yeah. Or maybe I will. I've started to get rid of some of my stuff finally. But uh, 
it, it's definitely you do get the the buyer's regret much like anything else there whether you end up buying a, a new tool and you're like okay well this is gonna be awesome and then you get it and try it and be like well that sucks yeah. i shouldn't have got that mm-hmm. that's true and especially when you first first start out because yeah. you don't know anything mm-hmm. that's exactly it and I, yeah back in the early days of ebay yeah I used to buy uh, TV guides with uh, Star Trek on the cover mm-hmm. and spent all kinds of money because it was shipping costs. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so. Where it should, you think to yourself, that should only cost like five, ten dollars to ship. Right. Yeah. So you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, a shipping and waiting. Uh, a lot of the times what people don't know, even for eBay or different places, buy multiple items from the same person. Yes. Get stuff packaged. And remember, there's also, it if it says $20 or best offer, don't pay the $20. Give an offer. Yeah, exactly. Make an offer. $10. They might come back with a 15 That's right. But just make an offer. If it says make an offer, you don't go to the buy it now. You make that Ooh, offer first. They just want it going. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's true. So, so to wrap up the show, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about the podcast that you're thinking about starting. Well, I'm thinking of starting a podcast for a lot of my collecting and nostalgia and just memories of, of different stuff that I've ran into in, in my life and passions that I enjoy, uh, either Ninja Turtles, Thundercats, watching things when I was young, mm-hmm. doing things with uh, my daughter when uh, that I enjoyed with her, or things that I might have done with my nieces and nephews, things that I would like to pass on to another generation, share with people. Just stories and yeah. listen to people's stories and just whatever kind of comes across there. I like that warm feeling in your tummy when you listen to somebody and they're happy and passionate about something. And it's just nice to, to hear that nostalgic feeling that you get. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That, that's great. So listeners, uh, what we're going to do is he's going to keep me informed on this. And when he does start the podcast, either I'll announce it on my show or we'll have you back as a guest to, to plug it or, or something. Uh, so we'll just uh, keep the listeners up to date on that for you. Absolutely. I would really enjoy that. Definitely. Definitely. So I'm glad uh, I could uh, come by here and do this little episode with mm-hmm. you. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime soon. Uh, is there, Are you on social media? Can the people find you anywhere? Uh, I am or, on. I have some social media. I have Twitter uh, at Nostalgia underscore Nate. I have Instagram, which I'm not as active on, but I just started up at Nostalgianate45. Um, I have a couple TikTok videos because I've heard a thing or two there that the young kids like that nowadays. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, once again, I kind of uh, over the board there, Nostalgianate on that one. Okay. And I think that's uh, about it there. Oh, I, my email as well. I do have a Nostalgianate at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. So. All right, listeners, so there's no excuse not to follow them if you're interested in learning about old toys and things. So once again, hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for coming by the Soul Forge, taking a listen. Make sure you tell all your friends, share the links with everybody you know, check out the Etsy shop. Uh, But until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And remember, stop doubting yourself, work hard, and make it happen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon 
or by shopping for the Tea Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.